Longtime partnership between WCCO Radio and the uh, Star Tribune editorial board represented today. John Rash, as always, and DJ Tice. Gentlemen, always a pleasure. I want to talk about what's happening right now in Congress, a debate and a potential vote on censure for Representative Paul Gosar from Arizona, who certainly has been in the news many, many times over the last few years, uh, recently put out animated video, depicted many things, including attacking Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, also an attack on Joe Biden. There was almost universal silence from Republican leadership. I mean, let me add this within the conversation. To suggest the Democrats have been perfect on similar issues would be a lie. There have been other issues where Democrats have been too silent. Okay, so, uh, But I want to talk about this one in particular. An animated video of this attack on Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Gosar silent for a while, not answering mainstream media, but now depicting himself as a victim. All of a sudden, he is a, uh, just put it out there, he believes in the First Amendment, and this is suppressing free speech. I did not get a chance to listen to uh, Speaker Pelosi, but I did hear uh, the minority leader, Kevin McCarthy. And John, I'll start with you, and then DJ, you jump in. And it was just classic McCarthy. Where again, he said, well, you know, I called him and I asked him to take it down. Didn't condemn it. Didn't say it was outrageous. Didn't point out what the video showed in this attack on Alexander Cortez in a video. Okay. But then turned into a long list of issues that Joe Biden is facing. Many I agree with, by the way. But that has nothing to do with his conversation. And I just think this is where people are objective John and DJ are like, again, just deal with the issue at hand. But call it out if it's the other party. And then if it's within your party, act like it doesn't happen. And it really only will hurt you with the other party. And now both sides too often just don't care about how any supporters and any independents might feel about your actions. Well, first, censure would be soft relative to you, Chad, at WCCO Radio, DJ and I at the Star Tribune, and nearly all of our listeners at their place of work, if they had done a similar thing with a colleague, all of us would be immediately dismissed and wouldn't stand a leg in court if we had released a video like that. So if what Representative Gosar only has to face is censure, he's getting off easy in that respect There's every reason to expel him from the House. This is something that is that serious. From a broader congressional context and societal context and point in American history context, this comes amid a spiraling rise in violence in the country, but also particularly political violence, the subject of a landmark paper that was released this week. It'll also be the subject of my column this Saturday, where the the specter and the acceptance if not the expectation of political violence is rising and it's a really dangerous condition. How about you, Doug? 
Yeah, I, you know, we desperately need across the board to uh, set some boundaries around uh, political rhetoric. And uh, this is well past any uh, reasonable boundary. And I, you know, certainly seems uh, appropriate to me. And uh, if they wanted to go farther, I wouldn't know how to argue against it. But, uh, you know, we see it just in in so many uh, ways with the kind of mobocracy we see it public meetings, whether it's of, you know, school boards or uh, or, or uh, press conferences and this kind of thing, and the protests outside public officials' homes and surrounding them in cars and on and on. And, you know, a, a climate of uh, intimidation and fear, uh, and it's whipping people up into, the, you know, the kind of extreme actions that we that we saw in Washington back in January and, and many others. And, of course, our streets themselves are in chaos. So we desperately need to get a grip and enforce some boundaries and, and discipline, and this would be a good place to start. Doug, it was years ago where an individual who was an ardent Bernie Sanders supporter who was facing – Mental challenges himself targeted Republicans getting ready for the annual baseball game and went after them because they are Republicans. We see individuals talk about threats that they receive all the time. I am in no way, and I know you and John are saying the same thing, trying to stop passionate important philosophical differences and sadly we're going further to the extremes both parties on that but when we know as you just said january 6th we know the threats that probably every one of these individuals gets just because someone doesn't agree with their politics that you can't have uniformity in this one i I mean it's like why should you believe in congress if you can't call out someone like this, who, by the way, again, is just hiding and will not answer any questions from anyone objective about this particular matter, talking about Paul Gosar. Uh, I absolutely uh, agree with you. And, you know, they need to they need to heal their own uh, house, their own party. Both parties do. And that, you know, they need to start excluding people who are a disgrace uh, to those institutions. And, and there are people on the left as well as the right, but sure. they, they, they need to let some of these marginal figures go and, and cleanse their institutions. John, is there any reason for the three of us and the thousands listening to think that one year from now, when we've had an election, and most likely, if if it goes with the polling numbers, we're going to get to some of those on Joe Biden in a moment, but if it goes just traditionally and the opposite party gains a number of votes and the Republicans in the House have to gain just a slim majority, that Republicans now have majority and will have had another very competitive nationwide race, that the level of discourse, honesty, and respect will be any better because I don't see the signs. I don't see the sign either. I always am 
an eternal optimist and hope that people individually come around. But everything points to the opposite direction. And this is coming from the bottom and coming from the top. I think it is important to note that in an interview with John Carl recently with former President Trump, he said, um, Mr. Carl said they were saying, hang Mike Pence. And President Trump responded, because it's common sense, John. It's common sense. And he continues on in the interview. You're supposed to protect. How can you if you know a vote is fraudulent, right? And he goes on, and in fact, President Trump is justifying the threats of murder against the vice president of the United States, a close political partner and someone in a constitutional office. And so when it, when the justification comes all the way from there and it comes from mis- and disinformation on the Internet and people, you know, getting themselves um, far too emotionally, toxically involved in some of these disputes, it does suggest we're really in a volatile phase right now. Let's hope that everyone can step back a bit from it. A very concerning poll about Joe Biden. Let's address that when we come back. Once again, Chad Hartman, this is our partnership with the Star Tribune editorial board, John Rash and DJ Tice with you. We're back after this short pause. Less than five minutes left. Uh, let's get to this poll from Politico, gentlemen. John Rash and DJ Tice from the Star Tribune editorial board. This should be a very, very concerning poll for Joe Biden and the administration. Only 40% of voters surveyed agree, agree with this statement, that Joe Biden is in good health, while 50% disagree. This represents a 29-point shift since October of 2020. As whether Joe Biden is mentally fit, voters almost evenly split, evenly split. 46% saying he is, 48% disagreeing. Clearly, we're going to have differences within the parties. But, John, I'll start with you. Independence. Independence by a margin of 23 points. Do not agree that the President of the United States is mentally fit at this point. How does the White House overcome that? It's very, very difficult to overcome because this is a common narrative online that is repeated over and over by opponents of President Biden, and the poll numbers suggest that cohort is growing, not receding. And the presidency ages everyone. If you look at pictures of Abraham Lincoln from when he came into the office towards the end, Barack Obama, who was this young, fresh face and how the office aged him, there's no way that Joe Biden or any uh, commander in chief is going to be exempt from that. It's an incredibly stressful and hard job to handle, and it probably does indeed wear on him. My guess is if his poll numbers and appro on approval and his policies and inflation were lower and all of the other issues that are plaguing him were more in control, people might be more generous in their assessment of his health. But right now, that's clearly not the case, and it's going to be difficult to turn around. Doug, how do they turn it around? Well, you know, this is the one thing uh, that's happening with Biden that is, is kind of unique to him or, or really distinctive among presidents. Everything else is pretty normal. You know, presidents slump in approval after their honeymoon period. And, of course, things go wrong, and uh, the public gets tired of the, the, the 
practice and so on very rapidly. All of that is normal, but this sense that Biden isn't mentally up to the task is is not something that has been common among presidents. You know, to some degree, it has to do with just who Joe Biden is. He's always been a clumsy communicator. He's always been famous for gaffes and for kind of losing track and, you know, saying things when there's a live mic around and all this kind of thing. Uh, And, you know, maybe it's worse than it used to be, but it's not uncommon in his history going back uh, decades. It's not serving him well now. I think his people need to get better at recognizing what he's really good at and what he's not good at. And extemporaneous uh, speaking is not his forte. And I think they should try to minimize it. You can't get rid of it altogether. You can't avoid all, you know, live off the cuff interactions with uh, the press and so on, but they should not, uh, maybe have him as exposed as he is and do a better job of, of managing his image. I think that's what they've got to do. And of course, take care of his health. Doug, I got to, I got to jump in before we run out of time. I appreciate this topic is not going anywhere and would be front and center for a while. Thanks for the conversation as always with the Star Tribune editorial board. Linda's construction time check is one fifty-seven. time to protect your home against claw gutters. CBS and Adam Carter coming up next.